everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hey. hey, hi. Thanks for tuning in to Hop Culture. This episode is entitled Baby on Board. We had a small discussion yesterday about whether or not the brand Bob Strollers is an acronym for Baby on Board. Uh, it's actually an acronym for something else. Does anyone want to wager a guess? I Googled this after our discussion yesterday. Hmm. Bring it on, baby. Mm. Mm. Boy, yeah. oh boy. Oh, okay. oh. Um, it's actually for Beast of Burden. Oh, what? Isn't what that on strange? Earth? I know. I thought that was very weird. <laughs> Why? Like it's carrying the burden? I think so. Like baby? it's, yeah, like it's like an ox or a horse like a that's like carrying, yeah, or like a donkey or something. Oh, huh. okay. That's very... It's very obscure. Obscure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. But I guess that's why they made it into an acronym because mm-hmm. no, one, no one would know. Yeah, it was it was strange, but I just had to find a way to work that into the episode because it was so bizarre. That's quite a fun fact. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, as most of you who listen regularly may know, our very own Anne Farley is about to have a baby. And in Yay. fact, at the time that this airs, she will hopefully have her new baby girl in her arms. Actually, I am also joining the baby club. We are having a little girl do December. To news that you already know. Yeah, it is hard to react to news. Though, you know. <laughs> we reacted a lot more excited when we found mm-hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we thought that we would do a new baby advice episode. Um, but before we d- dive into the tips and tricks that our listeners submitted, what are your guys' favorite famous babies? Um, I immediately went to the baby from the show Dinosaurs. No. no. Ah! Well, you're kidding. That you're kidding. I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. The most famous baby. <laughs> what other baby says that he's the baby? That's true. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Yeah. Can anyone sing the song? I'm, I'm the, the baby, baby. Gotta love me. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. I'm, isn't that it? I'm the I think baby. So. I was and you gotta night. love me. Yeah. Something like that. I thought you guys were too young to remember that show. So no, I it's clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was. I think I had like a fascination with it because it was kind of like scary to me, but also mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I thought I didn't think that was going to be what anyone else said. I so. didn't think that three of us were going to. That's yeah. crazy. That's yeah. so obscure. Um, I also love the baby on Three Men and a Baby. Her name is Mary. I don't so much. Love I was going to mention that as one too. Just. The whole that's movie. just a famous. It's plot just with a, a baby. yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair. but it is a. It's a good. She's a, a sweet little baby, though. It's a good baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about baby Jessica? Oh, Anne. <laughs> what? <laughs> she made it you? out. She, she made it well. Baby Jessica. What's wrong with you? That is so grim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. She made it out of the well. <laughs> 
Okay, this took a really weird turn. Yeah, I'm looking this up, and that was very dark. I thought people would say like Nikki and Alex from like Full House and stuff like that when they dressed up like Elvis. pretty good <laughs> well i was gonna say um i don't know i was gonna say charlie from good luck charlie i know that was kind oh, of classic. after your time but no the most charlie wholesome show of my generation she was a great baby her facial expressions were she a was, huge part of the that show baby could really act mm-hmm. she was a good <laughs> good actress did you know that the actress is now 14 years old or like oh. 15 oh. Oh, no. She was born in 2008, and she's oh. a teenager. Oh, that's oh. kind of chilling. Chilling. Oh, that's mm-hmm. that long ago. Is she – has she aged well? Be honest. <laughs> Can she still act? She's actually very cute. I don't know if she acts, but – Because some babies mm-hmm. – They got to get recast halfway mm-hmm. through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. We're not going to go down the road of – Judging babies. Unattractive babies. Yeah, exactly. It's not a place we want to be, but there are a few that come to mind. That's all <laughs> Um, one baby that has not aged today is Maggie Simpson from The Simpsons, who I would say is another great baby. Mm-hmm. Like she's an evil genius. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boss baby. Oh, no. Boss baby. Baby's day out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, look who's talking. Look who's talking. Look who's talking no, too. listing any, any movie baby. about a baby. <laughs> There was a lot of baby content in the 90s, though. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. yeah I don't we know what weaned it was. Off of it. Yeah. A lot of movies about babies. None of them really were that good. But um, I do remember, was it Look Who's Talking that had the little, that had Putting on the Ritz where the babies were like dressing up in like tuxedos? Is that the, I, the right one? It's been too long. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I couldn't tell you. We should rewatch. <laughs> So in looking for parenting advice online, I have learned that one place to avoid is the What to Expect app. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the What to Expect app, if you are not familiar, is the app. I'm sure if you've, you know, been adjacent to any pregnant person in the last like probably 15 years, you have seen the weekly updates about what fruit their baby is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was cute at first, and now it has become – it's still fine. Um, but that is where people are getting the information most of the time. And it's a very handy app. I've used it with, you know, all of my pregnancies. It's great for tracking how far along you are and stuff. But there is – what you don't know when you sign up for the app. You know, I sign up just thinking, I just want updates on, like, is my baby the size of a kumquat? How many <laughs> weeks am I now in case I forget? You know, things like that. You are automatically subscribed to a forum where there are other pregnant moms sharing, Mm. you know, ideas, there's posts, and that forum is the source of so much drama. Forums are never a good idea. They're so (laughs) bad. Yeah. You're a Claire likened it to Reddit for pregnant women, mm-hmm. and it really yeah. is. That's very <laughs> well, you take, you take something that is the worst place on the internet already, which is forums, and then you add the – it's almost a different, like, political world parenting where, like, if you're not in it, you don't get it, you don't want to know about it. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> and exactly. it's so charged, and you put that mm-hmm. on a forum, and you basically get – I've lurked a little bit on a couple, but – it's just, it's, I, so Claire was on this Facebook group for moms, and for some reason I joined it just to, like, peek in. <laughs> I think, 
I think I told you guys so many stories about it yeah. that like I just was like, let me just add you to this group because it's so, <laughs> so wild. Yeah. I couldn't I had to I had to get out of that group because when I would go see like what these people were posting, I was like the answer is always take your baby to the doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why are you posting yeah. pictures of these horrible rashes on a forum? Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, uh, I would take it to the doctor. It's like, what if I yeah. think you're going to get? Yeah. So or it's like, help, my baby has a fever of 103 and mm-hmm. she's been throwing up and blah, blah. And it's like, you better call your pediatrician. Doctor. See what they it's say. always doctor. <laughs> it's always <laughs> call the doctor. It's never listen to people on the internet. If you want to cause a stir in any mom forum, bring up co-sleeping, toxic family members. I have never mm-hmm. seen so many people recommend cutting people out of your lives as <laughs> yeah. the people on parenting forums. So much. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you should leave your child in the care of someone else, like an extended family member, or expectations for baby showers mm-hmm. and people's behavior <laughs> and like how, what they will contribute to your baby shower. There's just always – it's a Shakespearean level drama like every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luke told me that my obsession with these forums is becoming unhealthy. It's <laughs> But it's more like I read it for the enjoyment of like – Oh, this is what people are talking about. I I'm so clueless. Sometimes they do scare me, uh, <laughs> and I think that's where he's coming from. But it's so true. I've I've read today forums on all of these topics <laughs> every single day. There were a surprising number of posts where someone's presenting evidence that their partner is cheating on them and asking the group. That's so to weigh true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does come up a it's, lot. Yeah, it comes up. A lot considering it's supposed to be about like parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I think the forum, it can be nice because sometimes you see like product recommendations or things that can actually be helpful that maybe you wouldn't have just thought of yourself. But yeah, for the most part, it's uh, just kind of entertaining drama. Mm-hmm. And my forum went to a Facebook group. So they were like, if you want to join this group, just request to join it. And so I was like, oh, that would be interesting. So I joined this Facebook group and it was huge. And it, you know, it functioned pretty well for a long time. And then in 2020, when things became very like politically charged (laughs) and there was just a lot of discord (laughs) In our country, the group had a disagreement (laughs) over a political issue. (laughs) Oh, no. And like a schism. Yep. One of the admins was kicked out of the group (gasps) and she started a rival group. And people who supported her political views were invited to join her group. And so some people were in both groups. Some oh my word! Left oh my one gosh. group, and then it became just very confusing because you didn't know like what group you were in and like which one had which people. And so yeah, I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> 
You got to watch out. Were there spies? <laughs> Be careful. Spies. There was, you know, talk in each group about the other group. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Stay safe out there, moms. <laughs> okay. That actually reminds me of a tweet that I favorited a while ago. This girl, her handle is Jenna Lins. She says, Facebook groups are insane. Like you think you're joining, quote, Trader Joe's meal ideas, but instead you're plunged into a complex society with shared history, rich vernacular and lore, social codes, and shifting alliances. Any post could be your glorious rise or your abrupt downfall. <laughs> she replies, me joining. Wow, looks yummy. Me six months later. Ha, a deft reference to, ta- to Tanya P's notorious 2021 rant concerning the Shakshuka starter, for which she was rightly banned and will likely rot in heck. <laughs> It's so funny. It's so true. so true. There's always like just it's it's a rich community. And I don't want to be we're like joking around. I know some people have actually really loved those like parenting forums and some people don't have like an in-person support system. Mm-hmm. You know, for parenting. Mm-hmm. So so I know that they do serve a purpose and and mm-hmm. I've asked questions on them and you know, they they can totally be well, helpful. Well, and I mean it definitely dep- like there are threads and stuff and topics mm-hmm. that makes sense. It's just it's just some of the tangents they go yeah. on are like yeah. just really full of drama, but I like to see it. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like we're yeah, it. we're here for it. So I mean who's the real fool? Well, speaking of reliable people and a real support system, we asked you guys on our Instagram for your best like postpartum or new baby tips. And we got so many responses. You guys had so much good advice. So thank you so much for chiming in. I think this is a popular topic just because if you've ever gone through, as they call it, the fourth trimester, which is like, you know, the three months after you have a baby, you know that it is equally, if not harder than pregnancy, but it's often not acknowledged, like, you know, how difficult it can really be. And so I think that's why it probably just like hits a nerve with a lot of people. That sounds negative, but it's just like we all have something to say about it. Um, And just like any advice, we did an episode all about like the best advice you've received. And the funny thing about advice is like it's often conflicting because what works for one person will not work for another. And so some of these are kind of conflicting, but you can take maybe what's helpful for you and ignore what's unhelpful. And hopefully something will resonate with you. So let's start first with, we had a couple people mention what to wear. So one listener said, buy Walmart nightgowns. They have a button down front. If you're nursing, they're soft. They have sleeves. They're down to the knees. So they're like plenty of coverage. I can 1000% vouch for this. (laughs) I have a Walmart nightgown. I think I bought it right after I had Penny. Even if you're not having a baby, if you just need a summer loungewear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Claire mm-hmm. told me to get one of those Walmart nightgowns. Mm-hmm. I have one that I love. Do you have one, Grace? Did you listen? No, but next time I go to Walmart, I'll it just, I was there today. It's like something Grace would love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they sell like house dresses, you know, there's like trendy house dresses and they're cute, but they're expensive. And it's like, you could just go to Walmart and they're mm-hmm. literally $10. Yeah. <laughs> and they are a great, uh, if you just want something to wear right after you have the baby or in the hospital or whatever, I definitely recommend those. And then another listener said to buy yourself a few new outfits for postpartum, which I think is really good advice too, because Mm -hmm. I feel like, Anne, can you speak a little bit about the wardrobe challenges (laughs) that 
<laughs> and I'm not saying this to laugh because I've been there myself. Well, <laughs> we were, I think, you know, you were laughing with me when I was, mm-hmm. I was at Claire's house um, this week and um, I looked like just a complete hot mess. I, I'm like, I have two pairs of shorts. I just pretty much wear one every other day and I have some humongous t-shirts and the sad thing about the t-shirts <laughs> is I kept getting stuff on them and I didn't have <laughs> enough. True. I'm like, I have like five shirts and I brought them all. And by the I end... I do own a washing machine. Well, I'm not going to do laundry at your house just for my stupid t-shirts. So I was like re-wearing like stage. <laughs> there, was, there was one. Can I tell about the one? Yeah. So we went to Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> which was as a group, which was an experience. Is that going to be anyone's weekly win? Because I, I think like it'll be mine. Talk- okay, good. I won't spoil it. But there was a dribble <laughs> and <laughs> on, her, on her belly. And then she, the next day, you know, she's wearing a different shirt. And then later in the day, the Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> shirt was back. <laughs> Wait, what's going on? And she, she, they'd gone swimming with the toddlers and Hazel had gotten her wet. And she's like, I just had to put this one back on because my one, they were like about to drive home. And she's like, I don't have any more clean <laughs> You want to know something really sad is I'm oh, now no. wearing the shirt that I was originally wearing that day that Hazel had gotten wet and it's still covered in like creek water. <laughs> <laughs> But it's dry. Oh, no. It's so bad. <laughs> At the end, it is just so bleak. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. that fits you. And you're not going to go buy more clothes, you know? So you're yeah. just like, I'll survive. But it's hard right after you have the baby because your normal clothes don't fit yet, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of like you just feel like you have nothing to wear and you just don't feel like yourself. And I really believe in this. I think yeah. everyone deserves to have like – it doesn't need to be like a fancy outfit, but just like a cute new pair of sweats or something yeah. to look forward to. Something that you enjoy and that you're comfortable in. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally recommend that. Okay, I thought this piece of advice was sweet. So again, people have conflicting feelings about sleep training and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this listener said, let the baby sleep on you. It's the best and they grow out of it so quickly. And I mm. think that's sweet because – but I know some people would say, oh, no, no, you have to get them, you know, sleeping independently and lay them down when they're sleeping so they don't get used to sleeping on you all the time. But I actually agree with this. I think none of my kids would still sleep on me and mm-hmm. it's so sweet and it goes by. I, I know people get very touchy about it, it goes by so fast. <laughs> so it's like a trigger for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it does go by really fast. So I think that is really sweet. Um, okay. I thought this one was interesting. Shower every day and just let the house get messy, which is interesting because I think some people would be like, oh, no, no, I have to have my house tidy, but I can go a week without showering. So Mm -hmm. what would you guys, if you had to pick one, like what would you choose? I think the showering kind of makes you feel sane. And I don't know if I'm jumping ahead too much, but one of the other pieces of advice is to have a conversation with your partner about expectations and that they want to help and maybe letting the house get messy. Like that's a way that your partner can help you right when the baby comes is like, Mm -hmm. you know, dividing up some of those 
responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Well, I shower during Hazel's nap time. So I'm like, when people are like, do you shower in the morning or night? I'm like, I'm actually a midday shower, <laughs> which I don't know if that's, <laughs> that's like common because no one ever, you know, gives that as an option. But who's asking you this? You know, it's just a, it's just a conversation. A topic of conversation. <laughs> when do you shower? Well, it's like, do you wash your hair at night or in the morning? And it's like, if I wash my hair, it's going to be in the middle of the day. You know? Don't don't question me, Grace. <laughs> and so anyway, I sometimes yeah, I I feel like guilty like, oh, I need to be I have all these things to do. Why am I showering and like getting ready right now? But it's just like, uh, it just makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it does or doesn't make me a more productive, happy person, but I feel like it does. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say I would pr- prioritize the shower because that's something like I can only I can do that for myself whereas cleaning the house maybe someone you know could help me Mm -hmm. yeah I agree if I had to pick one I would pick showering like I'm just the type of person that even if I'm just gonna get right back into pajamas Mm -hmm. like it just makes me feel so much better and Mm -hmm. more like myself and honestly I can't keep my house tidy as hard as I try. So at least a shower is like a task that can get <laughs> <It's> completed. <an> easy- <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I think if you're having, just personally, I think if you're having the expectation, especially if you have older kids, that the house is going to be clean when you just had a brand new baby, it's just not realistic. So just kind of learning to let go of some of that. Let's jump ahead, though, to the one about talking, like consulting with your partner. Three different people said this in some variety or another, basically saying, like, have a conversation with your spouse um, about expectations and how they can help you and they want to help, but you need to, you know, partner with them on what they could do to help you, which I think is very true. Um, I think a lot of resentment comes from just like unspoken expectations, you know, and it can be frustrating sometimes. I don't, I know my knee-jerk reaction sometimes is to be like, they live here too. Like I shouldn't have to ask them to do X, Y, Z, you know, but I just don't think that's realistic. Like no one's a a mind reader and it's an adjustment for the whole family, you know, to have a new baby. So it's not really fair to expect them to read your mind about what you think needs to be done, you know? Well, and if the options are don't tell them what you need and then they don't do it and you're mad or be mad that you had to tell them, but then they do mm-hmm. something good. I feel like the second one is going to be like, either way, they're Far not going to, they're not going to do it on their own. So like, yeah, I'll have it get done. Yeah. I don't know if I've talked about this on here before, um, but I avoided making, I don't know if there's a less <laughs> cutesy term for this, but For a long time, I didn't want to make like a honeydew list for Dave because I just felt like he's giving a thumbs up. He's watching. (laughs) Um, I don't know. For some reason, I just felt like it was kind of condescending or something. Well, the name is so condescending. The name is so horrible. I know. I think it comes from just like that old fashioned name. And I think it's also like if the roles were reversed, I would be like, that is the most misogynistic, <laughs> awful thing I've ever heard in my entire life, so you know? Yeah. And maybe that's mm-hmm. not. Maybe people are listening being like, no, that's totally normal. Well, but I'm just imagining a world. that, like, the man you're in the, the partnership is the one. Yeah, you're the boss and the man is always going to be the one who, like, doesn't pick up the slack if you don't exactly. tell them to. And I exactly. feel like that's, like, a little condescending and also, like, 
debilitated, like does not put mm-hmm. any faith in. Learned incompetence, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. So I just was sort of like, oh, no, like we're modern. You know, we don't do that kind of thing. But there was a while ago, maybe it was right after I had a baby. I can't remember where Dave said, he's like, okay, he's like, why don't you write down like some of the things like around the house that you just feel like you'd like me to help with or, you know, because I think I was just kind of saying like, oh, there's so many little odds and ends that we need to work on. And he was like, why don't you just like write them down and then whenever I have like, you know, spare time, like I can be working on them. And I think I said, I was like, like a honeydew list? Like, yeah, that wouldn't make you mad. And he was like, no, like I'd, I'd like a list of just like what you feel like we need to get done, you know? And it was so helpful. Like it, it really made a huge difference because it was just kind of like, oh, we're on the same page. These mm-hmm. are things that like we both feel like need to get done. So I think if you can communicate like that, and it's something you're both on board with, it's actually, it's way better to just talk about stuff than to yeah. have yeah, like I unspoken have a things. list on my phone of things that like I just wanted to get done, you know, before the baby comes. And yeah, Matt was like, so, okay, so what's on your list? Like, what do we need to do? And so I was like, oh, <laughs> like I here I've been assuming – you know, yeah, I have to get this all done myself or like I can't give, yeah, I can't give him a list because that would be condescending, but like he genuinely wants to know how to help. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I may never like write him out a list (laughs) on on a piece of paper. I don't know. I don't see Um, that. Yeah, that doesn't, I don't feel like that gels with With maybe with your relationship, <laughs> <For him>. but <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like he'll wake up in the morning, and be like, "Okay, what do we need to get done today?" And yeah, it's like they they want to help, so mm-hmm. let them help. And I don't want to go like get off track on too much of like a gender gender role discussion, but I think that it makes sense that like if two people are in a partnership, sometimes maybe one of the roles is going to be like household management. Mm-hmm. And whoever mm-hmm. that person is, I don't know. That's like once you've taken on that role, then you have to manage a little mm-hmm. bit, like the you know, not the other person, but like you know, you have a better idea of like this is what the house needs, like this is what, mm-hmm. what yeah. the family needs, and you can kind of like divide that out a little bit. Totally, yeah, yeah. It's very true. It's not really if it was like a business. Not that a family is the same as a business, but like if you know, we're using that analogy, someone would need to be the one kind of like making sure tasks are getting completed and like staying on top of things. Your project manager. Project manager. Grace has taught me all about being a project manager. I really it want sounds, Claire to be a project it manager. It sounds like, like a job I would be I'm like, really you'd be so at. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at like nagging people to get things done. So yeah, I think it would be right up my alley. Um, okay, let's talk about food because there were a lot of people that mentioned like, so several people said meal prepping. And have you meal prepped at all? Is that something you're into? I have. Um, yeah. With Hazel, I had some freezer meals ready. And this time I do as well. I think I have like six dinners. And wow. that'll feed us like twice per dinner. So I'm like, I have 12. Whoa. You know, 12 That's dinners. That's great. I'm impressed. And I, I don't know. I hear a lot of hate toward <laughs> freezer meals. And I also hear a lot of like, Love you know, positivity I about them. What, what hate have you heard during freezer meals? Don't you hate freezer meals? Well, I wasn't going to talk about it. <laughs> ah, well, then don't question it. 
pushing me. On it. I'm trying to be positive. So many people love them. Oh yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. A lot of people love them, and I have also heard not just Claire. I've heard other people as well say like, "Oh, they weren't even good. It was a waste of time and money." And you know, that's fine to each his own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have some. I don't make like specifically freezer meals. I just freeze some meals that I would make normally anytime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they're not necessarily uh, drop the drop the names of some of yeah. them yeah i'd like to know you post some recipes oh, yeah i want to know what you made that's too much pressure <laughs> <laughs> you can't think of one one okay of the six? well okay so yeah what's your favorite i mean just easy things like chili or like a, a soup like i really like to make various chowders and those are easy to just chowders instead wow, of yeah. putting them in my various chowders how many types pot. of chowder are there <laughs> lots corn. of chowders don't corn fish meat clam, clam. that's fish meat uh, i have not heard of fish meat chowder but i, <laughs> I like any sort of fish clam okay. salmon. <laughs> um so yeah i'm like Instead of putting it in my Instant Pot immediately, I just put it in my freezer, and then I put it in my Instant Pot. You know, it's like you don't have to, like, try these new recipes suddenly. Well, Mm -hmm. and sometimes if you're in, like, a, you know, high-stress time, your meals aren't going to be that good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I honestly don't care. At least a freezer meal is, like, nourishing versus, like, fast food Like, I probably would just be totally happy to eat toast or cereal for dinner. (laughs) In times of desperation, but at least this way, like, there's, yeah, maybe some nutrients in it, so. It's not that I, it's not that I'm like, oh, I'm too good for a freezer meal. Trust me. It's just, for me, (laughs) when I'm going to go to all that effort to, like, buy all of the ingredients, prepare everything, make a big mess. Like, by the time I've put all that, and it's actually, I'm kind of suspicious that it's not super expensive. Like, I actually think it's more like a lot of money to buy all the ingredients for all these different freezer meals. I challenge I think that. You, well, more you just, just have to be. No, not necessarily, but people are like, oh, I'm going to. So I had a friend who said, she was like, I, for one baby, I went to all this effort. I went to Costco, bought all these ingredients. I tried to make all these freezer meals. It was so much work. I made a huge mess. It like, you know, took up all the space in my freezer. And I'm the type where if I've spent, all day making something, it's kind of like I never want to eat it again. Like after I eat it one time, mm-hmm. you know? So, it, so like, I'm like, I'm only going to, I only really want one serving of each of these, you know, or I'm going to get sick of it. So she said, she's like, what I realized was I could just go to Costco and buy like their tortilla soup and their lasagna and their chicken salad and like all of their prepared <laughs> things. And she was like, it was like the same amount of money as all of the ingredients I'd bought for like all of these different freezer meals. And I don't know if that's exactly true, but I was like, she's got a point. I <laughs> like it's will tell you that, much- that I spent, because I paid attention, I <laughs> spent $50, which is less than I normally yeah, that's, spend. To make that's good. six meals? <laughs> and it yeah, took me good. literally one of hazel's nap times so wow you have to make things you know are easy Mm -hmm. and you know you like already and you know are cheap the problem where people go wrong is they go on pinterest and they look up freezer meals and they make a bunch of stuff they've never made so they get all these ingredients that they're they never have used and they never will use again and they make these recipes they've never tried and they're gross Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's true Mm -hmm. when i make freezer meals i a lot of times like to 
cook something that I put half of it in the freezer and then I have the other half for like two meals. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, that's smart. And then I can just pull it out whenever, which is obviously different than freezer meals for a big family. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's usually things no, that I would want yeah. to have had that night for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's part of it is I associate freezer meals with exactly like the Pinterest thing where you find some strange goulash <laughs> that you make in the crock pot, <laughs> you know, and and there's like cream and some kind of salad dressing in it, you know, and it's just like it doesn't look good. Yeah. Versus just something simple like a lasagna or something that's like, I know this is a meal everyone likes. It's, you know, recognizable. I know it freezes well. Um, I think that's where I get hung up on mm-hmm. it for sure. And I'm just, I'm too lazy. I'm like, how yeah. can I put all this effort? I, I can barely get dinner on the table for tonight. I don't want to have to get dinner on the table, you know, think yeah, ahead. That's fair. Um, but another, many other people said, you know, accept any meals. Um, yeah, do people that like people to offer. Get- Meals? Like, is that a nice thing to do? Yeah, I always oh, wondered of course. that. I th- well, I yeah. think so. So I was weird about it for <laughs> – so when we had Ella, Dave was, like, super excited to accept meals. From- <laughs> <laughs> I can so totally Dave. picture. Because he loved yeah. to see, like, what we would get. He was always like, I, w- I was, like, so excited to see what people would bring us. And we had, like, some really good friends bring us dinner, and that was super helpful. But we had one – I think is I don't know who it was supposed to be, so I don't feel bad saying it because I have no idea. But just someone from church was supposed to bring us dinner, and they didn't show up. <laughs> and it wasn't a big deal because it was just me and Dave. You know, Ella was a newborn, so it wasn't like we had a bunch of hungry kids or anything. Um, but after that, I was kind of like, uh, I don't know. Like, is this really like? I was a little bit like, I don't know if we really like need dinner brought to us. So for Penny and Molly, I kind of waved like people would offer and I was like, oh, we're fine. You know, I'd kind of like make excuses and stuff. But then with Henry, I was just like, you know what? I've got three other kids to feed. So I will accept whatever help people <laughs> want to give. And it was super, no, it was so helpful. Like, so what's the I protocol? said, yeah. like you, you text them and say, hey, I want to, when can I bring you dinner? Do it or? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've had friends do that. I've had friends just be like, hey, I'm bringing you like and they'll give like two options they're like i'm i have these two meals like which one would you like like i'm bringing it to you or i had a friend i thought this was really cool she was like hey i made this dish for you like when can i drop it off today and it was so nice like and it's like you can't say no when someone's already made it you know like so i've had people do it all different ways but i said yes to anything people offered after henry and I finally, it like opened my eyes. I was like, wow, saying yes to help is actually so nice. Like it was really helpful and I really needed it and appreciated it. So, And people like enjoy helping. They wouldn't offer to help, you know, if they didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of exciting when someone has a baby. And so it's like, especially if you get to see the baby when you drop the food off, mm-hmm. then it's like, <laughs> you know. Especially rewarding to yeah. bring someone dinner or whatever. So <laughs> yeah, I think I think most people. I mean, unless they have like an allergy or something, I think most people are very grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you think you don't need the help, like I was fine. I had a good recovery and stuff. But it's just like, hey, that's one more thing you don't have to worry about. Well, you I, know, would, it's, I yeah, mean, if somebody nice. brought me dinner any day of the week, <laughs> I'd be so excited. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, this next one I think is very wise. 
It says, find one baby resource or book that you trust and only use that. Info overload can drive you bonkers. And I think that's super good advice yeah. because mm-hmm. it's so true in our day and age. Like like we talked about with the forums. Like it can get so overwhelming. There's so many opinions coming at you. So I would say, yeah, before you have the baby, find some a book or, you know, like a blog or something that's like a trusted source that has a lot of information and kind of use that. And obviously your pediatrician too, but like – and do you have like a go-to person or book that you like? Yeah, I um, I followed Taking Care of Babies with Hazel. And she, she just had so much knowledge on sleep and it worked for us. And I think, you know, if something's not working for you after you've tried it for a while, like switch to something else. But like, yeah, I think it's really good advice to just kind of like pick one because there is a lot of information out there about sleep or feeding your baby or whatever. And trying to combine them all is going to be really confusing and stressful. And so it was nice to kind of just like follow this, you know, one guide and just kind of stick with it. And it ended up working out really well for us. Mm -hmm. And it kind of along those lines of like finding a resource, um, someone said find friends like a few friends that you can kind of vent to and talk to and you know maybe people that won't just tell you like oh savor every moment or like look on the bright side not that that's bad but sometimes you just need someone who understands and has Mm -hmm. been there recently and can just someone that'll just listen and kind of let you vent and also along those lines someone else said confide if you start to feel like anxious after having a baby which is very normal you know, and can veer obviously into postpartum anxiety, which needs to be treated. Um, but even just kind of like normal anxious feelings, find someone that you can talk to and confide in um, and talk those feelings out instead of just like keeping them inside. Even if you feel a little, I just remember being like, I know I'm not being rational. And so you kind of don't want to say because you just feel silly, you know, but just find people that you trust that you can talk to through like all the ups and downs. Can I recommend perhaps making friends with someone without kids? Because yes. then yeah. you have a person who's not going to give you any judgmental opinions on what you should do and will just <laughs> listen mm-hmm. to you and just mm-hmm. and have all the time in the world. Do you feel though, Grace, like it do you get annoyed hearing about people's kids? No. I I don't necessarily love being in groups of moms talking about child stuff because then it feels sort of like they're having a conversation that I can't be a part of. I like to talk to someone about their kid. You know, like there's a difference Mm -hmm. between people having a conversation that you can't join in on and somebody talking to you about something that's like different from your life. A specific or maybe like a specific like – you know their child. Yeah, You know, it's not like – It'd be like if I were talking to you guys about like – being you know if i were mad about something at work or something like that like Mm -hmm. just because you don't have the same job as someone doesn't mean you know you can't relate just like you know if you don't have kids you could still hear about kids totally yeah psa to the to the moms of the world i always wanted to be a part of i even almost went they they said in my ward there's like a mom play group and they were like anyone's welcome to come even if you don't have kids and i almost went because I feel I felt like it would be fun, but then I chickened out because I just never know if they want to be my friend. Mm-hmm. But we who do not have 
kids still want to mm-hmm. be friends. It's with an intimidating moms. world, but like we we love to we want to be part of it. To be part of it. I feel I always assume, maybe incorrectly, that people who don't have kids are just like bored to tears mm-hmm. <laughs> and like well, have so much morally like, interesting that you would talk things to talk about as your kids. That would probably start to to wear on someone, but like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know. I talk to you guys all the time, and I don't feel like you're you're boring just because sometimes yeah. you talk about your kids. Well, it's very fun, I think, for moms as well to have friends who don't have kids because then you don't have to spend all your time talking about kids. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you do, <laughs> all you end up doing with your mom friends is talking about your kids. And then you're like, well, I want to talk about something else. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm more than just, you know, yeah. one thing. And so, yeah, I think I think we all want to be friends with each other. And mm-hmm. maybe we're all just like scared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. putting up <laughs> barriers. Um, speaking of kind of along these lines, one person said, um, people will judge you either way, so do what works for you. So maybe, you know, moms are feeling judged. People who aren't parents are feeling judged. We all just need to be friends. But I do think that's kind of true. It's like you have to just decide what works for your family. And then another one that I really agree with is – you get to decide who visits, holds the baby, and how you feed. It's up to you to make choices that work for your family. And that's like a lesson I really had to learn the hard way a few times. I used to put a lot of pressure on myself right after having a baby to live up to expect what I thought other people's expectations were of like how quickly I should be out and about or what I should be able to handle, you know. And I really took it as like, oh, if they invited me to go do this thing, they must think that that would be, like, I should be able to handle that, you know, at like three yeah. weeks postpartum. And looking back, that was probably just an invitation extended to make sure I didn't feel left out. It was not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it was not speaking to like how quickly they thought I should be back out and about. But yeah. I internalized that. And I had so many experiences where I had like a screaming baby at, at a function that I really shouldn't have been at. And yeah, I just had to really learn that. Like, it's really up to you to mm-hmm. set boundaries. You have no one, like, you can't blame other people for getting into yourself mm-hmm. into a situation that, like, you don't want to be in, you know? And so, yeah. like, you, I just have to make those decisions. And no one's going to look the same. Some people love to be, like, really social right after having a baby because they're lonely. And some people, I'm the type that could happily go, like, five months without ever seeing anyone after having a baby, I would be fine. Because I just want to like hole up in my little nest. So everyone's like totally different. Can I add to like as a mom, like and especially as a new mom, you can feel really defensive and just really easily offended because it feels like everyone – thinks they know better than you and you kind of want to prove that you do know what you're doing Mm -hmm. but you can't stop people from giving you advice (laughs) like random (laughs) people are going to give you advice people you love are going to give you advice you know they're going to tell you their opinions and it's just a lot easier to just take it the way that they intend it or just assume that they intend it really as a nice thing because Mm -hmm. I think they do and Actually, when I first had Hazel, I was surprised how grateful I was for everyone's advice because I was like, oh, actually, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never done this before. (laughs) 
and there's a lot of conflicting information. And so it's kind of nice to like hear people give me advice. And so when I see like posts and stuff about like, stop telling moms this or that, I'm like, well, yeah, like I agree, you know, don't be condescending and don't shame them. But like also sometimes that's a good way to learn. And I've actually, I remember a lady at church, Matt was like walking around trying to like calm Hazel down when she was pretty tiny and she was just crying and crying. And this kind of older lady at church was like, try holding her like this. And she like showed him a way to hold her. And he was really annoyed, but it actually worked. And that ended up being the way that like we would calm her. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's like, yeah, like it's hard not to get your feelings kind of hurt sometimes, but maybe try like, you know, listening to some of the advice or giving it a chance or at least just assuming that they're giving you advice because they care about you mm-hmm. or they're asking you how you're sleeping simply because they care about you, not because they want to judge whether your baby's a good sleeper or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people mean well, I think. Yeah. A lot, totally. a lot of times they're just, they just want to connect. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. just curious. Mm-hmm. Or they sometimes nice. people, when they give advice, they're looking to validate what they did, which is <laughs> still annoying, but like at least you can kind of be like, okay, like, they're going to be offended if I don't use this, like, sleep training method or whatever. Or, like, they're going to be mad. But it's just going to be because, like, their pride is wounded that, like, you yeah. know, I didn't follow their advice. Not that the advice itself is bad or that they're mean Yeah, or it's more mm-hmm. about them than about you in that yeah. situation. I think that's so true. That is very, very true. That it's easy to get so defensive about any topic. But for some reason, parenting just really brings it out. And I've mm-hmm. I've been there myself many times. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, ultimately you can't control like everyone in the world around you. And so it's just a lot easier to go through life assuming the best about people and rather than like, I don't know, just looking to be annoyed at any time someone says something that doesn't align with your parenting. And I get a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of parents say they hate when people say you have your hands full. Like older people, especially. I don't know. (laughs) That's another one that people get like so upset about. And I will admit there have been times where people have said it and I've kind of been like, oh, are they kind of like insinuating that like I have too many kids or I can't or my kids are out of control. But I think, yeah, like most of the time people are really just nice and like notice people love to look at kids, you know, Mm -hmm. like they're just like, oh, like look at all those little kids, you know? So I just usually say like, yeah, I sure do, you know, and just kind of like move along. Well, and I'm (laughs) sometimes when people say that it's because the child has made a big disruption and nobody knows what to say. They're trying trying to to just move on with humor. They're probably trying to excuse you. Yeah, that's actually very true. It's it's okay. Yeah, exactly. Your hands are full. It's not your fault. Your hands are so full. Like you couldn't have. (laughs) Molly started saying, I don't have enough hands. (laughs) <laughs> because I say that a lot. Like, oh, no. if I have like Henry in one arm and like a bag in the other or something, and she wants something, I'll be like, hang on, I don't have enough hands. And so today we were at the park and she literally had just a little Tupperware of pretzels. That's all in one hand. <laughs> and she handed it to me. She's like, can you hold this, mom? I don't have enough hands. <laughs> like, oh, no. She's learned that. So we do have a lot of hands full in this house. <laughs> 
Okay, that was a great note um, to end on, I think. There was a few more. We didn't get to all of them. These were – you guys had such great advice, so seriously, yeah. thank you so much for submitting. Um, and we had a new review this week I wanted to read really quick. This is from Anarchy71117, titled My Favorite Podcast. Easily my favorite podcast. It's always funny, upbeat, and creative. I look forward to it every week. Thank you so much. Oh, that is so nice. How flattering it is for someone whose username has anarchy in it that they like our podcast too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm my like, first wow. thought was like, who could this possibly be? Is it someone maybe we don't know in real life? Because I feel like most of them are like our friends and family we've begged to leave reviews. <laughs> but I know, I'm like, anyone who loves anarchy, the fact that they would listen to us, it gives who us are some like, cred. It gives us some mm-hmm. major street cred. So We're thank you so much. Their favorite podcast. I know. Yeah. Wow. I, it's kind of too good to be true. Yeah. So I'm just going <laughs> to. We're not going to question it. We're just, not going to question it. Just Don't tell us who you are if it's like my <laughs> next door neighbor or someone, you know, like very normal in my life. <laughs> just let us dream. <laughs> it's an anarchist. <laughs> um, okay. Let's do weekly wins. Well, I, I can start with the Buffalo Wild Wings just because, um, you know, we teased that earlier in the episode. We teased it earlier. <laughs> um, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings for my birthday dinner. Uh, for, for mine and Penny's birthday dinner, our shared, it was actually mm-hmm. on her birthday. I don't think she had any interest in going, but there were she, had strips. A, she had yeah. a good time. But it was, it was kind of a nightmare trying to order <laughs> mm-hmm. because to get the wings, you know, like, it's not just a little wing meal that comes with fries and a drink mm-hmm. for each person. Mm-hmm. It's like you order a number of wings, six, <laughs> 10, 15, 20, like, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. We just didn't know what we were doing. Like we hadn't. I did. And, and like, before. there's so many flavors. Yeah. There's yeah. so many different flavors. People we hadn't, didn't, some people hadn't researched beforehand. Mm-hmm. Dad was on some kind of list <laughs> of our, like, like the top a Buffalo Wild Wings flavors ranking. Yeah. yeah. We tried to ask him to look up the difference between two different flavors. And he kept saying like, okay, I think I found something. <laughs> the number two ranked flavor. And he would be, he would be neither Going of down the flavors the that we asked him to look into. He was just, he was just interested. In, we, it was so We had confusing. like multiple lists going. We didn't order mm-hmm. Ann and Matt's. Uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> and I then at the last mess. minute, there was a deal thrown in. Yeah, the, the waitress yeah, was like, "Okay, deal. so it's buy one get one half off tonight." And it was like everyone looked deer in the headlights. We're yeah. like, we were not prepared for a deal. And Dad suggested <laughs> he tried to suggest. He's like, "Does would anyone want Jamaican jerk?" And we were all just like, "No." And it just got a completely different. <laughs> tell what you told the waitress. I said, "I'm sorry. This is our first time." <laughs> And she's like, I mean, our first time at Buffalo Wild Wings. And I was like, you would think it's our first time at a restaurant based on like how discombobulated yeah, they all are. She was like, oh, she was very nice. She was really nice. She tried to say her family does the same thing. But I was like, I don't mm-hmm. know. There's no way. There's no way they were so <laughs> like, yeah. But thank you for, thanks for putting up with it. Okay. So my weekly win, um, as I already mentioned, I was in Cleveland for a few days with Matt and Hazel and our whole entire family. And it was so fun. And I always have a great time when I go down there. And there are a few key things that I want to highlight. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So it was very nice to get to see mom and dad. And I kind of thought like, you know, this trip 
there's going to be so many, you know, so many of us, they're not really going to probably get to spend like much time solely with me and like Hazel and stuff. But actually there were a couple mornings that we tried to go out (laughs) and do something fun and it would just be like mom and dad, me, Hazel, and Molly. (laughs) (laughs) And so the first time we were trying to go to a splash pad and so we like we get in the car, we get ready to go to the splash pad, and it always takes like 10 years to get out the door because mm-hmm. we have like 5,000 things we're trying to accomplish at the same time. And so we drive to this splash pad and it's closed. So we had already gotten the little girls out of the car and got their swim diapers on and like they were all ready to go. And Then we had to get them back in the car and they were all sad and confused and Hazel was crying and it was like so disappointing. But um, we went, we were like, okay, we'll just go back to Claire's house and splash, you know, in the hose or, you know, in the water table or something. So we're driving along and suddenly like we're at Grace's house (laughs) (laughs) and dad um, had gotten a little bit just confused he was on autopilot and just drove us to grace's house instead of claire's house so we're like what the heck are we doing here and he's like oh no and so my mom was like oh well let's just you know maybe we should just say hi to grace you know see what she's up to so they call grace and there's no answer and so we just left but it was nice to be trapped in the car with them (laughs) Um, mom was telling me about, like, depressing songs from her youth, and it wasn't the morning that we planned on, but it was the morning that we got, and then, (laughs) and then I got to go, the next morning, I got to go with the same group (laughs) of parents and toddlers, and (laughs) we went to this cute creek that, that I'd gone to before with Claire, and Hazel was just having the time of her life, and I love any activity where I get to sit down and, like, mom and dad completely take over my responsibilities as (laughs) a parent, and I'm just kind of, like, showered with attention and care, so (laughs) it was great. It was great. I got to spend more time with mom and dad, like, one-on-one than I thought I was going to get to, so. Nice. Well, my weekly win is also... Cleveland related. I finally got to go to the famous, or some might say infamous, crazy bins. <laughs> and I don't want to hear any comments on how much stuff I bought because I went a little out of control. But I did have a list of things that I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. You're furnishing a and new I, home. I checked off, you know, every item on my list, and it was probably cheaper than I would have bought online. So I felt, I felt. It was mostly justified, even though everyone in our family had, like, a gasping reaction to (laughs) a new amount of stuff. Did you enjoy your experience at Crazy Bins, or did you find it horrible? Well, a little of both. There were some very intense people trying to, like, come, like, if I was looking at something, you know, they they weren't interested in it. They were around, but they weren't interested in it until I started, you Mm -hmm. know, putting it in my cart, and then they'd be like, oh, that's a... 
that's a beautiful rug. People were trying to oh, guilt her into chair. like giving them things that she mm-hmm. already claimed. Yeah, and yeah. it was like People she were, claimed them after they'd been picked over, so it wasn't mm-hmm. like they didn't have their shot. Because she got confused and and didn't I go straight really to confused. rugs when it opened. And I so, thought that I knew where the rugs were because through the store window you could see rugs, and. Um, turns out those were in the employees only section. So I went straight towards oh, no. the employees only oh, no. section and then had to maneuver my way out and then did a lap around the store. And by the time, I mean, it was like one minute <laughs> tops that I was walking. But by the time I got back, there were ladies leaving with four rugs in their cart and there were like, you know, three rugs left. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, throughout the event, um, people would like put rugs down that they had decided against. And I got, I got two rugs that I really like. <laughs> so it's a horrible place. It's not for everyone. <laughs> it's not. Did you hear about I the, really enjoyed it, the owner's ticket? Yes. <laughs> there was oh my you gosh. Get tickets. We won't bore the listeners. You get tickets. Like if you're there early and you get in first, but apparently there was a woman there who had this special ticket and she kept being like, I have an owner's ticket. I have an owner's <laughs> ticket. And no one knew like to the what crowd. That meant. She wasn't talking to any, like she didn't have any. Yeah. Family just to members. the group. She was like, I have an owner's ticket. Bragging. <laughs> yeah. Bragging about her owner's ticket. And then like, I guess there was a gentleman trying to like pass her to get in. She's like, sir, 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 I have an owner's ticket. <laughs> It was so intense. Everyone was just looking around because they're like, everyone was laughing so hard. Yeah, (laughs) because it's the difference of like two seconds, literally two seconds ahead of her. Yeah, and it's 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 for five by seven rugs from Target. It's not like they're (laughs) for like giant like dollars off. It's not like this is like an art house. You know, would have been discount. (laughs) I say this is someone who owns one, but like it isn't really that good of a deal. I'm glad you guys, you finally got to go test because now everyone has been. So mm-hmm. I'm excited. But the thought of you and mom both going as first timers, I was like, uh-oh, oh, they man. don't have a veteran mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. That's a risk. But mm-hmm. you guys managed. Okay. Well, my <laughs> weekly win, um, it's been a, a fun week with everyone here. Um, mom and dad brought me some of my childhood keepsakes and mementos, which first of all, I have been very... It's given me a renewed fervor for saving things because I've sort of been like, oh, I can take pictures of my kids' artwork. You know, I, I save some things, but I'm very like particular about what I actually save. I take pictures of a lot of things. Um, but I have to admit, it's been so fun going through. And I mean, mom, it's not like an inordinate amount of stuff, you know. But she was really good about saving like letters and cards and stuff. And it has been really fun going through them and going through like keepsakes from my teen years and journals and like all this stuff that I totally had forgotten about. And I keep thinking of um, Prison Mike on The Office when he's like, because you got a good life. That's what I keep thinking of. Because I'm like, wow, I've had a really good life. Like I've had so many great people, so many good people in my life and like sweet notes from friends and family and stuff. Um, but one thing mom saved that was just an absolute delight was some, she printed off some emails from my first few weeks at college. Oh no. Which I know, I know. Emails? Which for one thing, first off, it, you were calling mom every day. Well, yeah, at first, what I learned from the emails, look at the, I wish we could show the listeners the text and font. It looks like I went to college in 1912. It <laughs> yeah. looks like these are typewritten <laughs> It's letters. like a typewriter. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like a typewriter. Um, I had forgotten that when I first went down to school, I didn't have a cell phone because it was like back then, I guess, in 2007, 
you couldn't take your cell phone from Alaska. I think because we had GCI, like I had to get a whole new number, plan, everything when I got to Utah. Like I couldn't take my high school phone with me. And I'd never had texting. So when I first got there, I didn't have a phone. I think I could probably use like the phone in the lobby of my dorm maybe. But I found an email that says, this is from August 29th, 2007. So it doesn't even have like a hello or anything, a salutation. (laughs) So I went to the bookstore and bought a cable. So I have internet in my room now. So write me back. I really need to talk to mom. I tried to call collect today, but no one would answer. And I felt really sad. Oh, no. And I had to explain explain to my kids what calling collect was. That was outdated even in 2007. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have this one. This one's from September 5th, 2007. 5.31 a.m. It says, oh, maybe that's when mm-hmm. mom and dad got it. Because I'm like, that doesn't sound right. 7.31 a.m. It would have been 7.30. No, that's still quite early in the day. It says, hey, dad, thanks for your kind words. My first day was good. But when I called mom, I'm afraid I was having a bit of a breakdown. She, <laughs> said, she said that you had a bad first day, too. And that didn't make me feel better, unfortunately. <laughs> goes on to talk about oh and this says oh do you know what to do with the start menu on the bottom of the screen and your computer disappears and when i minimize stuff it disappears too i can just take it to it and they can help me don't tell mom because she'll freak out that the computer's broken <laughs> it's just really it's dark so sad. there's it's more so dark. but there's Wait, so many, many sad parts. please read the unfortunately do yeah. yeah do the unfortunately okay <laughs> um so this was after i had made the folk dance team and uh, mom, I could see from the, there's some of her replies on here. She was trying to buoy me, buoy me up with, you know, positive thinking and stuff. <laughs> um, she was being so positive. It was kind of heartbreaking. Like she was trying so hard to help me look on the bright side. I said, hi, mommy. <laughs> Which I, never called. I never called her that. Hi, mommy. Yes, I'm excited about the international folk dance, uh, I think, club. I said, IFDC. I never called it that after this. But unfortunately, I am still homesick. <laughs> I refused to be have any positivity talked into me. I just love it. It's phrased like it's a circumstance that's happened to you that yeah. you have no control over. But unfortunately, like there's nothing that can be done. <laughs> I said, I think I just have to be to do everything I can to be around people because because it is only when I'm on my own that I feel sad. Today was much better than yesterday, though. Anyway, it goes on and on. Wait, what was just was that so in? Sad. Uh, this was September sixth, two thousand seven. Okay, so still early, but it, it was still it, early. Yeah, it went on. For I just like the love whole that year she felt the like. need to like announce <laughs> that unfortunately she was still sad and homesick because <laughs> we knew, like, it was very clear. Yeah, because did mom she put would those call out every night and cry because at the time she <laughs> thought it was funny too. Um, that's a good question. You should ask her. Mm-hmm. Maybe so she mean. just knew this was like a snapshot. That is mean. I really thought it was funny. <laughs> maybe she just wanted it as like a snapshot of like my mm-hmm. first few days. But maybe, you know what? Maybe she was like, your oldest, you know, what if they're homesick too? That's very true. You mm-hmm. can look back and be like, your mom was also having a complete breakdown. <laughs> <in her first laughs> your mom was also completely irrational. Although it won't provide comfort <laughs> if mm-hmm. your experience with dad taught anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know. But on the bright side, it actually was kind of sweet to be like, I had a really hard time, but I overcame it and mm-hmm. I ended up loving college and it all worked out okay. But I am really glad she printed these off because <laughs> it was an unexpected chuckle that <laughs> I didn't know I needed. 
Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week, so follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week. 